what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 29, volume 3 of a special quarantine edition of Big Fan. My name is Chad and I'm not a big fan of social distancing in my own yard. Leaving items in my pants pocket to be washed in the washing machine. And last but not least, my den turned into a ballet dance studio. <laughs> my name is Hank Eimer, and I'm not a big fan of thinking toilet paper is our new currency. <laughs> Sitting down at 8 p.m. in the house looking for a new closet or cabinet to clean out. <laughs> and trying to stay away from the grocery store, which makes you want to go to the grocery store. Whoa. Absolutely. And let's talk about this grocery store, Mr. Eimer. First of all, it's really good to hear you and see you. We are watching and talking to each other via technology called Zencaster for the audio and FaceTime for the right. video. It's pretty amazing. It's you know, it, it it's pretty amazing to be sitting here in this position. I like this better. You're at you're well away from arms reach. Uh, I still feel the love though, Hank. I still feel the love. Oh, you're getting the love. Even though we're you're getting the love. very far away. So have you ventured into the grocery store recently? Uh, I'll just tell you what we do a little bit before you go. We, I haven't walked into a grocery store in three weeks. Jennifer orders everything, you know, for delivery service or pickup. So I really haven't been right. in there in a while. Tell me what it's like over, over there. Well, you know, it was funny. Well, let me first go on and say that we've got a lot of traction with this COVID-19 in our podcast. People are really, um, uh, how do I say this, calling us out on how it's aged so well. Because at first, and I'll take the bullet for this, when this first started, um, I will say that I was, no, we're not going to see any problems. This isn't going to be a big deal. This is, lo and behold, that aged really well. You, because I'm sorry, do you recall the first conversation was about the mask sightings at Hollywood Mall? <laughs> that's where it first started. And you were like, masks? Come on. That's crazy. Now now they're sold out. Yeah, man. Do you remember? Okay, so when this hysteria, you know, the hysteria over at first started, we had people going in the grocery store spending nine hundred to a thousand dollars each visit, buying all the chicken. All the hand sanitizer, all that, which hand sanitizer and all that stuff is still hard to get. But now there is chicken galore, milk galore, you know. And so it is funny to see like people have hoarded this food, which it may be warranted. I don't know. Maybe warranted. But there is they're hoarding these foods. What are you doing with 10 gallons of milk, Chad? I guess you're just pouring it over your body and making like some porn video. I do not know, but <laughs> but the one thing that is still not in the grocery stores, from what I hear, is I mean, I'm glad we did. We do have some toilet paper. I hear you still can't get toilet paper nor paper towels. Is that accurate? Right. Okay. Uh, it is accurate. The one thing I will tell you is I'm sitting in my office right now, and behind my door, I have two cases of toilet paper. Are you sure you want to admit that to the public? People might be breaking in there here shortly, buddy. 
I can tell you right now, I hope none of our agents are watching or listening to this because I don't want them breaking in my office. But yes, every time I've been in there, there has been zero paper towels and zero toilet paper, which is amazing to me because is is one of the like one of the side effects of coronavirus explosive diarrhea is is that what it is must be yeah so we're out of paper towels here we still have an ample supply of toilet paper but what we're doing for paper towels now you know i'm on the road a lot so every time i go eat fast food or whatever they always give you tons of napkins well i always keep those napkins in my glove compartment or sometimes i'll even put them in my little hatchback trunk in this little bag i have i've got about 7,000 napkins from Taco Bell, Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, you name it. So we've been using those to replace the paper towels recently. It's worked out well. That's that's very smart. Very smart. We have not run out of those two things yet at the house. But you know what I will tell you is getting the priorities straight on what is needed in the house is important because Reagan will call me when I'm leaving work and she'll be like, we need a lime. And I'm not going to the grocery store right now during this lockdown for a lime. We need one lime. Yeah. Unless it's for a Corona. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. I was thinking about, I was feeling kind of bad for my dog, Koa. And uh, I was like, maybe I'll pop in the store and buy a dog bone. And I'm like, really? Am I going to go to the store to buy one dog bone? No. So, Cole, I just suffer through this, buddy, like the rest. Risk it all for a dog for bone. A dog bone. So, um, Hank, I don't know about you. We spoke about this a little bit yesterday. I'm kind of an extroverted social person, you know? Yeah. So, for, like, for the, what, what we're doing here is the self-isolation, the quarantine, the self-distancing. You know, for some people, they love it. I mean, it is awesome like i spoke to my friend roger yesterday he loves this i mean it's not that he doesn't love people but he likes to be by himself with his books takes care of his business he doesn't need a lot of people around to feel whole my daughter olivia she is perfectly fine in her room with her laptop and maybe facetiming her friends but that doesn't necessarily need real human interaction while me on the other hand hank i mean i crave it like a fiend craze for nicotine. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I really need some social interaction and I've been struggling with this. So when I say, you know, one of my not a big fan of social distancing in my own yard, you know, Jennifer doesn't want anybody to come anywhere really in our house that does not belong to our direct family. Right. But I'm, I had a breakdown. I invited a friend over for our neighborhood and maybe this is not what I should talk about on on the air here, but I set up, you know, six to eight feet between the chairs. We had like a little fire. And so that's kind of how I got my fix of social interaction. I just got to see a human, man. I got to see. Yeah. So it's been, well, I understand uh, what you're talking about. It was a little bit weird. Yesterday we were talking to our good friends, the Zagarolis who live across the street. Neighbors. Yeah. They were standing on their curb. Yes. We were standing on our curb and there was a neighbor from down the street that walked up the middle of the street in between us. And both of our families walked into our yards to give a little bit more room. Is that not crazy? So I can tell you that the funny thing is, is going to certain places. Like I had to go to the UPS store the other day and they have lines on the ground that are six feet apart. Mm -hmm. And they're like, 
This is the guy that's being taken care of. You stand here. You stand here. There are people out in the parking lot. So, I mean, I, I, I am, I am understanding now. Um, you know, I think it's fun. The thing that I think is so funny is that we have people that are believers and don't want to leave their home. Kind of like you said, you know, Jennifer is like, Hey, I, we don't want to invite this in. And then you have people that think that this is all a hoax and media driven and it's crazy for anybody to think any differently and crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, there was a crew down the street from our neighborhood. So I've been walking the dog a lot, probably to get outside and get air. Have you been walking your dog and just walking around the neighborhood running and all that stuff? Well, yeah. Riding a bike. Riding bikes. Yeah. From one side of the street, it's kind of on lockdown. You don't see anybody, but on this other side of the street, like last Saturday night, there was a pajama jammy jam, buddy. There was this party. They had tiki torches out. And granted, I don't know. I didn't count how many people, but the music was real. It sounded like my house back in the day. Like people everywhere. We partying. Um, yeah, and they had that thing raging to about two in the morning. I would say probably about 16 folk. But, you know, I'm not going to break up a party. Shoot, I, to be quite honest, I wanted to go over there and join them. Like, hey. I was getting ready. You mind if I pop over for a minute? But, uh Anyway, yeah, weird times going on, but I'm glad to hear that everybody's safe and healthy at your house. Um, everybody yep. the same way over here, too. So one of the things that we've been doing precautionary, Hank, is I mentioned in my uh, intro that I've been washing a lot of things in the washing machine. The reason being we're washing clothes like when I come home, basically, because I still go to work every day. And so I'm not seeing clients, but you know, I'm seeing our employees and doing the stuff that we do at, at our office. Well, I take our, my clothes off and I wash them immediately, right? Well, I've noticed that I have lost two sets of headphones because I wear them at the office and then I put them in my pocket. I wash them. Two sets. One are the, the earbud things from Apple, those good ones, gone, do not work anymore. And then the other one is this, my old set before then, washed it. Now I can only hear out of one one ear. It's uh. Well, that 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 puts the story together because yesterday when we we tried to do this yesterday, and you the set of earphones that you pulled out of your pocket looked like one of those things that come out of a claw machine, you know, that you get at a convenience store because it sounded like you were underwater yesterday when we tried this. Blame it on the washing machine, man. I'm telling you, two sets down, and I've had lighters in there. I think I washed a couple hundred dollar bills. You know how I roll. So anyway. Uh, losing there one <laughs> losing a lot of stuff there all right and last but not least i did want to say this zoom technology and all this stuff the kids are working from their you know they're doing schoolwork from their home from our den you know it's pretty awesome they get to see their friends and stay in contact with them which is just really really good in a time like this however my daughter is a big time dancer my lucy rose and so they are doing their classes remotely they start i mean Hank, this is no cool. Like, they'll have a class at maybe 4 o'clock. They will go to 8.15. We're talking about four hours and 15 minutes of dancing, which is, she loved it. But because she loved it, so a Christmas ago, we bought a big ballet bar. You know, we got all these mats and everything. Well, they used to be in the basement. Well, the basement is just, in Lucy Rose's mind, not conducive for proper dancing. She needs to be up here in the den amongst us where the light can pour in and the sunshine on her beautiful face. So anyway, the den where I used to lay my body on this couch has now been moved out and the den is now one big dance studio. We are one big dance studio up here. 
How do you how do you let this happen? How do you let that? Where, where is that couch? And, a dining room? Well, they yeah. So it's got a couple little sections. So we moved some into the hallway and some into the dining room. The table is like in the uh, playroom, and we've got ballet bars and mats and you you name it, dude. It's it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Well, it sounds like it's pretty awesome. I will tell you though, you want to talk about kind of like your house being dis in disarray. I don't know if we talked about it, but so about three weeks ago we started a project at my house. Okay. And what we decided to do is my wife has been asking to have our master bathroom redone for about 17 years. And I've held her off for 17 years. I've been holding her off, holding her off. Bobbing and weaving. weaving. Now is the time. So three weeks ago, we have gentlemen come in and they start gutting it. Mm -hmm. I'd say a week and a half ago, they got everything torn out, drywall, everything torn out. Just about the time I have to make a decision to ask them not to come back to my house. So now I don't have a master bathroom. I can't have, I don't have a master bedroom because we've ripped holes through the wall. And so everything in my master is covered in plastic. So we are now in my guest room with clothes surrounding the wall. Okay. From our closet that we ripped out. Think okay, we'll be okay. We've got other spaces, which we do, especially our basement, because our basement, you know, provides some, you know, a, a more play area and everything else. Well, we decided to take down a wall in our basement at the exact same time, right? Mm-hmm. So now we've got our basement virtually unusable, our master suite unusable. Now we're all on top of each other. Okay, I got to tell you, I'm not proud of this right now. There was one time. A couple of days ago, I was in the shower. Reagan was brushing her teeth. My dog was on the mat in front of the shower, and Harris was taking a poo. <laughs> That's all in the That's love, home. buddy. That's love. Yes. <laughs> you know what? It, it's going to bring us closer, one way or the other. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, you need to set up a couple of tents outside your front yard too. Let's just go full out. You know, you just go sleep out. Full out circus. Yeah, absolutely. Do it. Do it. Um, Speaking of a full-on circus, I don't know if I talked to you about this, but you know, uh, this happened almost, I'd say two weeks ago to the, it was on a Saturday, right when this COVID virus 19 scare was really hitting us and things were closing down in our area, restaurants and all this stuff. I mean, it was scary. It's not as scary as it really is now, but it was kind of, we we were just learning some stuff about what was going on. Well, and I was thinking that's the stock market was plummeting right you know remember this it was about two weeks ago yeah and uh i was telling my wife and my kids like hey we gotta really buckle down now let's watch what we spend you know let's do the let's do the right things um let's just be careful right let's be careful so anyway my wife and i go to play tennis on a saturday morning at 10 and i get a call from my daughter literally four minutes after i leave like Oh, daddy, the dog bit me. It bit my hand. Koa bit my hand. It's bleeding. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And so I put the older sister on the phone and she said, it's okay. It's just a little bit of blood. But Koa was acting weird, but we're going to be okay. And I was like, all right. So I went to the tennis court, start playing tennis. Well, I see my wife is playing at the court below me. Run up the stairs, says, we've got a problem. Our dog who bit your daughter, your daughter was trying to get an open safety pin out of its mouth. Okay. It has swallowed the open safety pin. My gosh. So I'm like, holy cow, what to do now? She said, I'm going to the vet. We're going to get it figured out. It shouldn't be a big deal. You keep doing what you're doing, and I'll call you if I need some help. 
I'm like, okay, open safety pin. It doesn't sound good, but I'm going to roll on. I'm going to continue. Right. So I get a call about an hour later and she says, the vet can't take him. We're going to the emergency vet. Now, we've been to the emergency vet before, right? Multiply. You're getting ready to drop a mortgage. <laughs> multiply what a normal vet is times about 18, right? So that's what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. We're starting. So um, anyway, she calls and she says, Chad, so we're at the emergency vet right now. They don't want to do surgery. I said, you got dang right we're not going to do surgery. No. So the plan is we're going to, we're going to, they're going to x-ray him and they're going to watch him for the next couple hours. And they're going to let some of the food in his stomach pass. And hopefully, because they can see the safety pin in his stomach. They said they're going to try to let some of the food pass through the intestine. Hopefully the safety pin will stay there. They'll take a probe, stick it down his throat, somehow get the safety pin out of his stomach so we don't have to have surgery. I said, oh, my gosh, this sounds like a, a, a mission to NASA. This sounds like a possible yeah. task. But if yeah. you say they can do it, let's let them do it. So a couple hours pass. They x-ray it, still in the stomach. This is 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 6 o'clock in the evening, x-ray it. They still sit there, but it's still too much food for the doctor to go in. 9 o'clock. Every x-ray is X amount of dollars, too, Hank. I mean, yeah. I, in my mind, I was hearing cha-ching, cha-ching, anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She x-rays it one more time. It's still in the stomach. They can't do anything. She says, he's going to need to spend the night tonight. So he spends the night at the emergency bed. Six o'clock in the morning, they do the next x-ray. The safety pin is gone. It is now down the intestine where we did not want it to go. It has moved through the night in the intestine. Said, Doc, this is six o'clock in the morning. What are we going to do? She said, I don't want to have to do surgery, but we're going to have to check this x-ray. If we can't find it in the next x-ray, we're probably going to have to do it. So we're praying, like, please, come on, let's, let's, because I, I won't be, think about if you swallowed a safety pin and it went to all these places and then you know where it's coming, you know where it's going. And you are- I don't want it. I don't, I don't even want to hear about where it's going, but can I ask a question before you finish? Sure. What point did you say, Doc, we're going to put this dog down because you're getting ready to take one of my daughter's 529. <laughs> well, Hank, the thought did cross my mind, but our, my daughters are so in love with this dog. There's no way I was going to let that happen. We're going to figure out a way for Koa to come back to us. That, that was the plan. So this Sunday, we're on pins and needles. You know, we're waiting all morning, all afternoon. I mean, basically, he was in there. They didn't call us again. They did more x-rays throughout the whole day. And then she says, she, she calls at 6 p.m. You know, he's been there another 12 hours. She said, Dad, we've x-rayed him again, and we see the safety pin. It is made all the way through his intestine, and it's sitting right at the exit hole. And it is not it – is, it, it got clumped in with a bunch of food. So it kind of made it without doing any damage. And it's sitting right at his butt, right? And she says, we're going in. She says, we've got two options. You can come pick him up right now and just observe him and watch when he does his business. Just make sure the safety pin's in there. Or, you know, we can we can hold him here for a little bit. And when he poops, or maybe we'll go in there and get it. I said, Doc, this one's on you. You just go in there and do what you got to do. Let's get it out of there, right? You think that's smart? All right, hey, listen, there is no way, first of all, that you're going to put me on 
pin research duty where I'm going out in the yard and fishing through his stuff to find that pin. And if it's, if it, listen, you have let that dog spend, spend two nights in the Ritz Carlton, right? You might as well let him spend one more because I can tell you right now, this, if, if I did it, it would feel like surgery. If they're going to do it, it'll feel like a massage. So you might as well let the trauma be on them. My thoughts exactly, Hank. My thoughts exactly. So I said, Doc, go ahead. It's a six fifteen in the night on Sunday night. Go ahead. Let's 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 take care of it. So she said, Oh, you know Sunday's extra. You know oh, Sunday. Well, the weekends times two more times two. <laughs> so anyway, she said, I'll call you right back. Five minutes later, she calls and she says, We're, we we we've had a successful extraction. Safety <laughs> safety pin has been removed. And so she said, come pick them up. And I said, we're on our way. So the girls pile in the car. We go to the vet. They can't, won't let you in because they're on lockdown too. So you have to wait in your car. They come out with like this little, I don't, it's not like a suit or anything, but anyway, they've got all kinds of protective stuff. I signed the little paper and he says, I'll be right back with the bill. Oh, oh my God. Cause you know, you know what I expected when you just said that I expected him to be running from the building with like a cape of a receipt, like it being like five feet long, just standing behind you, just going in the wind with 9,000 charges. Because you know, every aspirin, every, they had to cut his toenails. They had to bring a fan in his room that is now yours. So true. So true. And I forgot to tell you this before too, when Jennifer called me the first time, she said, this is when we're one, one hour in, this is just the beginning. She said, did I tell you I had to put a deposit down? I'm like, put a deposit down. He said, yeah, a deposit. Not like these little $50 deposits. We talking like one of those big deposits, like you're a, renting a, a timeshare for like two weeks kind of deposit. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, man, that weekend was rough. Anyway, the dog comes home. I pay that, that invoice. I mean, you just – it's Sunday at 6.30. You know, Sunday's a tough time anyway. So, um, anyway, just a rough weekend. But the little boy is back with us. You know, I did have to borrow some out of the girls' college funds. But we paid for him, and now we're ready to move on with life. What? A, you know what? This is where I wish we could get in the mind of an animal and and ask, what the hell were you doing, first of all? And then walk me through your time of passing this open thing because i'll tell you my dog is dumb she's sweet but she's dumb she got a beer can when we had the recycling the little recycling ones right you know that you put out every the, the bins yep. she got a sierra nevada can she, she ate everything but the top the round top and all i could think about is that uh, aluminum going through her gut and just in holes everywhere and she came out the other side not feeling any worse. So what what possesses these dogs to do these stupid things? And I would love to ask Koa, tell me the pain that you went through throughout this whole thing. Just give me a little bit. Would you have wanted Chad to put you down? Because he was on the verge. Hey, I didn't tell you the end all to this story. I mean, we're not at the not the middle, but we're at the end. But you got to hear what happened when we brought him home. Are you ready for this? You can't, oh, can't, you can't make this stuff up. You cannot make it up. So um, 
we get home, and you know, we've been through this traumatic experience all together. So we get in the kitchen as a family, and I was like, "Look, y'all, you know, Cola gets into trash cans. If you because we have the little trash cans in the bathrooms, and the girls have little trash cans yeah. in the rooms. We were like, well, you got, you got to put them up, and especially if. And I was looking at Jennifer because from the dry cleaners are where these safety pins come. You know how the dry cleaners. Safety pins yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, if you take the safety pin from the dry dry cleaners out close it first of all and throw it in a big trash can that's got a cover this is three minutes after we're home we all agree as a family hey are we going to do this together we're in the kitchen right lucy wrote and so jennifer's emptying the little trash cans into the big trash can as god is my witness and lucy rose is sitting right here with me shaking her head like she we look over three minutes after we get home koa is chewing on something hey lucy runs over sticks her hand in his mouth it is an open safety pin <laughs> i cannot make this up that is exactly what happened and i was like god what what are you trying to tell me right now what is going on three minutes after we get back from this traumatic weekend experience the dude is eating another open safety pin I'm- somebody has it in for co in your house somebody's got it in for that cat it's unbelievable man unbelievable but anyway that's where we were two weeks ago everybody's good now everybody's good that's that's one heck of a story right there man well i'm glad it came out and i'm not happy that you you had to sacrifice maybe your kid's car when they turned 16 for it but lucy's i'm sure lucy's gonna be quick on a bike so it'll be all right yeah absolutely absolutely well anything i got a couple little uh games for us to play here in a minute but anything else you want to talk about uh from your intro uh anything you want to say i can't remember exactly well, I, the one thing that the one thing that we didn't talk about is, you know, the only benefit that has come out of this whole thing is you get pretty aggressive on what you're doing around your house. Right yeah. now, part of my house is off limits. We've already talked about that because of the work. I uh, I went through my T-shirts the other day. Just I don't have room for anything. I'd had crap since my freshman year in high school that I hadn't worn for 15 years. And I just had to say, what in the heck am I doing hoarding this stuff? What am I doing? And I'm sure we're all. Did it hurt to throw? I mean, did you really throw them away? Hell yeah. I can't make myself throw this stuff away. I can't do it. Hell yeah, it hurt. You know why you don't wear it? It doesn't fit right. It's small. It's tattered. It's got stains on it. But you remember a time that you got in a fist fight with Chad East and you beat him up at the. the So you want to keep it because that was a day in your life. But I, I mean, I think I have been through every drawer, every cabinet, everything, and just throwing crap away. And it's it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. It's kind of freeing. Mm. You kind of cut her out. But I'm not sure uh, I can do it anymore. So this weekend, you know, when we went through that spell of nothing but rain this weekend, I'm going to turn into Bob Vila and I'm going to hit my yard hard. We're going. We're going to make that this yard look good. That's what we did last weekend. And let me ask you, as a big fan, because I know you're a big fan of hoodies and sweatshirts, right? Which Love one them. that you had to discard hurt you the most? Give me the story. I haven't of the which one hurt the most. I, I well, first of all, I haven't got rid of any hoodies, so let's not let's. Yeah, all all those hoodies are safe. I would say the one shirt that I had that I got rid of that probably hurt the most was. I tried out for a team when I was in college, right? You know, because I played summer ball and we tried out for these teams and I tried out for a team and did not make that team. Right. But 
made me stronger for it, right? It made me work harder. It made me work. And the tri- that shirt that I had from that tryout with the number on the back from who I was, I kept it. And I was like, man, it, it was it was short. You know, I'm a tall guy. It was short. It was wide. It looked kind of like a halter top. It was gross, right? But I couldn't, I would never wear it. But I couldn't pull myself to put it, throw it away because it was part of like my, like getting better and everything like that. So I just, I looked at it the other day when I was cleaning them out and I was like, I got to throw this thing away. This thing, but it hurt me. It hurt me. It hurt. You, you got one in your uh, collection that you need to get rid of. Can't do I told it. you, I cannot. I mean, I've got stuff from all all the way from freshman year in high school. I still have my basketball jerseys, all that. St- I mean, I, I asked Jennifer. She gets so mad at me because my closet is overfloweth with these types of shirts and T-shirts that I've not worn in 20 years. But And I, yeah. I just can't make myself throw them away. Same thing. For, I've got these hats. I've got hats coming out the wazoo that – I may have worn one. Some hats I've never even worn, but I cannot throw them away. They're going to stay. I get it. You know, I got hats on hats. I can't, I can't deal with the hats I got. I know it, but I'm not throwing those away. And you know, that that's the thing that I think uh, I need to get better at is I got shoes busted up. Don't wear them. They're just sitting in the back. Throw that crap away. What's wrong with me? I don't know. Um, Let me ask you a question about, alcohol consumption while we've been on this uh, hiatus. So do you find yourself, have you been drinking more, drinking less, or about the same amount than you would prior to the quarantine? I'll tell you, it went, it spiked early, and then it's gone to less. It's gone to less because I think the one thing that I've done more of is because of my son's routine and, you know, our routine, our routine, you know, he's staying up a little bit later. He's getting up a little bit later. You know, we're together a little bit more, you know, it's, we're doing more at night, like hitting wiffle ball, you know, whatever it is, we're doing all kinds of stuff. It's caused me to probably do less. Now this shit hits the fan. (laughs) It's probably going to cause me to do more. And let me go and tell you, my supply level is pretty impressive. <laughs> Fully loaded. Yes. How about you over there? Way over here, spiked, spiked, big, big spike early. Big, big spike. And then uh, I was explaining this to Roger yesterday, too. It's really decreased a lot because I'm social. So when I, if there's a social something going on, I'm going to be there and that's where I will partake in my cocktail or whatever there's nothing going on i'm sitting at the house i don't i don't drink so it's been weird uh i find myself doing being very much more productive though at work i mean i'm i'm spry i get to work early we're doing like yesterday we are we're scraping all the paint off the exterior part of our building because we're doing some cosmetic stuff man i'm scraping away i'm out there with two scrapers (laughs) Um, where typically, you know, I'm not even going out there to scrape any. I'm double scraping. So anyway, I've got a lot more energy. And my daughter, Lucy Rose, is inviting me. We're going to start. I think it might be this week or next week. It's called, uh, we're going to be called Team Shredded. So we're getting ready to get shredded. We're push up, sit up. She's got this whole routine. Lucy Rose, how long does it last? Well, there's a 
there's like different sections for each week. Okay, different sections for so each like week. For each day, it's probably like 15 15 things a day to get shredded, Hank. So we're going to start. I dig it. We're going to start that here shortly. But anyway, it's just those little things we do, you know, to keep us kind of sane in the house. And before I go to my games, tell me what you've been watching or playing. You know, are you Xboxing? Are you PlayStation? Are you Netflixing? Are you downloading? What are we doing here to get through these days? All right. Well, I'm. I'm watching. I'm kind of late to the party, but I am getting on the Tiger King. So you haven't started or yes? No, I, I'm, I'm three episodes in. OK, so I hadn't been one. I got to tell you, I started watching old sports and it was incredible because that's all ESPN's doing. And it was incredible. They're playing some great games and everything. But I don't, I'm not as much into it. When it first started, I was into it like heavily, but I've started to get away from it. I'll watch some of it. But um, I add to that real quick. I'm the same way. Yeah. Like I saw the Georgetown, Carolina, NCAA championship when Michael hit the shot. I watched that game yep. from the beginning to the end. An absolute masterpiece. That game, college basketball back then, unbelievable. James Worthy, Sam Perkins, Jordan Ewing. I mean, there's Reggie Williams. Those teams were loaded. So much fun to watch. As the weeks have progressed, I can't watch them anymore. I started. I'm starting to get sad about. I don't know. Yeah. About sports, I don't know. So I was like, I'm not watching any more sports. No more clap. Yeah. I'll wait till the real stuff comes. But anyway, proceed. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of that same way. But I've been watching a little bit of Tiger King, which I'm I'm excited about that one. I have not started it because I've just, you know, I we've played a little bit of Xbox. We've done homework. We've done a lot of stuff. We do a lot of stuff outside, especially with the time change. And so we're coming in at eight. Then we're you know finishing up homework reading you know whatever i i don't stay as late as you definitely but um, not anymore buddy but changed man you're a changed man but um the other thing is i've just i finished a couple you know a while ago i finished ozark's first year i'm ready to go into two and then to three so i'd probably say i'm more netflix in it now than anything else the one game that i will tell you that i've played that i think is fun and i've played it on my um ipad is have you ever played something called PUBG? No. It's a first shooter game. It's kind of like it's like an adult version I, of Fortnite. I heard about this. Yes, I've heard. So I've just been playing a little bit of that, but nothing significant. How about you? We fell into so I the girls got Xbox, the new thing for Christmas, and Olivia's big in the Nintendo Switch. So she's been doing that. But we have been transitioning a little bit. I, I tell her when I when I get home from work, I'm saying uh Daddy's going in the cockpit right now. I got this flying game, this flying game where I'm shooting down all kinds of uh, bad guys. And so they know when daddy's time to be in the cockpit, just leave him alone. Let him go on his sorties and get in his dog fights and do what he's got to do. But we did find What game is this? It's called Ace Commander 3 or something. And I'm, dude, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. All right. Uh, the other thing that we fat we've discovered it is a trivia game through Xbox that it is so cool this technology. So you you you're streaming the game on the Xbox, but you use your device to input your answer. So everybody's got their own device. You're look. It might ask me a specific question on my phone, where it's asking Jennifer a different one, or to draw a picture, or to do math problems, and you're doing it on your phone, and your scores pop up on the screen. It is. That's pretty awesome. And the great thing about this, 
I have been dominating my family. In this. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Come here. Tell her. How many times have I won? Tell her. I don't know. A lot. Right? <laughs> I have won 95% and it makes Jennifer so upset. And she has quit the game at least two to three times. Like, this is terrible. Let's find another game just because she can't taste sweet victory. I've won one. Oh, that's Lucy's one. Oh, see, even Lucy's winning. Been fun, been fun. But anyway, we've been doing that. And yeah, the Tiger King. I, I got locked and loaded in it. I finished it in two nights. I watched four and then three episodes. So I dove into that. The um, Ozarks. Jennifer's already through season three. I'm trying to get caught up. So yeah, we've been watching a lot, and we've been outside a lot, like you too. Uh, but anyway, the thing I wanted to stress, Hank, is you know, man, this is weird. But we'll get through this. We would. Yeah. You know, you stay you stay positive with your family, stay positive at your place of work. You help lead them because people are scared. Uh, my family's scared. My employees are scared. But, you know, as I'm not we need to be leaders right now. And so we got to reassure our people and our family, hey, we're going to get through this thing. You know, we it's gonna right. take a lot of love and some time, but we will get through it. So keep your head up. Stay positive, and we'll do it. We'll do it. And you know, and you know, with that being said, we have to be conscious of what people are asking us to do. I think that that's the the toughest part. Is like with the social distancing, it's not in our nature to be to distance ourselves from people. And so, you know, when when people are telling us this is the the best thing for us as a community, because you and I talked about it, is it's hard to realize. Like, you know, if you get sick, you don't see symptoms possibly for two weeks, right? right? If the height of this whole thing is two weeks away, you know, you still have to be diligent on social distancing, cleaning your hands. I mean, washing your hands, staying away from areas that are bad, you know, that could you know put you in jeopardy. And that's like you have to you have to be a leader in your home, in your office, in your community. But you also have to listen to those leading the charge nationally and take their advice because, you know, there are like I said, there's a lot of people out there that don't believe any, you know, that don't believe any. And at that point, you gotta you gotta rely on the people that have all the information and kind of go from there. Really good point. Yeah, man, this is no time to say, "Hey, we made it through two weeks, we're done." Heck, no. This is time we really buckle up now and say, "Hey, this is the time we really get serious about this." You know. Um, yep. So yeah, I completely agree. Hank, I got a fun game for you, and so I want to I want you to put your thinking cap on. And again, there is no right or wrong answer. This falls into the Hank's hierarchy uh, category. Um, I like how you're stretching your neck out, rolling your shoulders, kind of getting ready for this. This is called, this game is called Quarantine Mate. Okay. So this, this is the, the scenario you are at your house, granted, not your house in your current condition with the holes knocked in the wall, but let's say it's your normal house when all your rooms are right. And you know, you're not pooping and brushing teeth in the same room. Right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. I won't, I'm going to call out two people. Two people's names, and I want you to tell me who you would rather quarantine with, meaning who would you want in your house with you, okay? So you've got, let's say Reagan and Harris, just they're not even there. This is the only person you're going to be quarantined with for, we're going to okay two-month time. Two months. Okay. We're going to have some actors and actresses and some musicians and some athletes, but then we're going to have some people that are, like our friends in this too. So don't hurt any feelings, you know, just come with the truth. All right. Okay. We're going to start out with the first quarantine mate 
option here. Hank is living in this house. He's got to live with this person for two months in a quarantine environment. Is it Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon of late night? Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, without a doubt. Go ahead. Jimmy Fallon, without a doubt. I, I, I like his humor. I like Kimmel's humor, but I think Fallon would be uh, a fun guy to be with. Could get annoying at times. Could get annoying at times. Wanting to, you know, to continue to be funny even when the camera was off. But I think you'd have a good time. Would go by quickly. I completely agree with the Jimmy uh, Fallon uh, um, statement. Listen. He plays the guitar, right? So you could be singing. He also does a lot of impressions. You know, he could be entertaining you. Also, he's, I've heard he's a real big-time drinker. I mean, big time. So, hey. Even better. There you go. There you go. All right, so we'll go from nighttime uh, superstars to daytime superstars. You might not watch this show, but I've been infatuated with this lady for a while. So you've got Hoda or Kathy Lee. Do you know who I'm talking about, Hoda or Kathy I know exactly who you're talking about. And I'll, I'll tell you, man. Both of them, both of them would be uh, good partners because they're not scared to put down a fishbowl of wine either. But but Kathy Lee, I, I I couldn't handle her because I think she's too needy. I think Hoda's a one woman show, and I could deal with Hoda. Absolutely, Hoda, perfect answer. She is down. She seems like she seems pretty cool. Kathy Lee, on the other hand, seems like a handful. Like at any time, she might snap and jump out a window. Or you might wake up for sure. and she might have a knife at your neck. You know, if you quarantine yep. for two months, a knife might, you might wake up to a knife. I don't want any part of that one. Next, staying on the Netflix theme, you've made it through three shows. Would you rather be quarantined with Caroline Baskin, that's the lady that runs the other Tiger Camp, or right. Mr. Joe Exotic himself? Who would you want to be quarantined with? Two, two, two months. I, I I would rather be with Caroline Baskin, but I, I would sleep with my eye open. And the reason that I would rather be with her is because if something had to go down, like zombie apocalypse or something, I just push her out the door. I can feel good about doing that and not have to worry about, you know, if some, if we only had enough food for one person, I could execute her and I'd feel good about that. Right. Oh, such a great answer. Joe Exotic, he seems like he's a pretty good salesman. And you don't know what kind of things would be brought into your house. And I, I don't know. I couldn't trust that gentleman. What a great point. Think about how great of a salesman Joe Exotic is. He got two straight guys to come to marry him. And one of them got a tattoo right over his crotch area that said property of Joe Exotic. This guy sold the britches of these two young guys. Unbelievable. Dude. Unbelievable. I don't want it. Next thing you know, you'd have a normal home, you know, very traditional Northwest Hickory home. You'd have tigers and you'd have you'd have an aquarium. You know, I'm not an aquarium guy, but you you'd see all kinds of stuff coming into the house. You look up in the tree. There are a couple of monkeys up there staring at you. I mean, no, thank you. Right. This one's not on my list. But while we're on Joe uh, or Tiger King or whatever, out of the husbands, which you, you like the one tooth husband or the weed smoking surf husband, the better. Who would you want to be quarantined with? You'd probably want the younger guy, just in case you had work to do around the house. You know that he could probably physically do it. So, like, if you had to build a wall or something like that, you could be the other guy. I feel like he's getting lazy. Yeah. Well, the one thing he's only got one tooth, so at least you'll have a lot more toothpaste left in the house if you choose him. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Kardashian or Paris Hilton? Who would you want to be a two-month quarantine with? 
God, I have to pick one? Pick one. Okay, so I could not I could not deal with either one of them, but I think I think what I would do, I think I would pick Kim Kardashian. You know why? Wow. I think it would take me two months to convince her that she's an idiot. And I would work on her right when she got there and that she I, I would have conversations with her husband, what you know, about her husband, all this stuff, and what she's I think she'd come out. And she'd be a pretty down-to-earth chick after getting beat up for two months. I'd grind her down. Not bad. I'd grind her down. Paris, Paris Hilton, I think, is just so dumb, you couldn't break through. But think about this. So Paris Hilton's fortune, her family fortune, comes from what? Hotels. Hilton Hotels, right? Mm-hmm. Hotels mm-hmm. right now are in big, big-time trouble. They're in trouble. I think if you ask Paris to come... She's going to be somber. She's going to be sad. She is really going to be compassionate to the plight of everyone because she is going to be in it with you. Her fortune is dwindling by the day, Hank. Would, could, would you be the person to sit in there with Paris Hilton and make her go from the top of the pyramid down to a real-life person? For two months, you're going to be able to experience that. Experience Paris Hilton coming down to reality. You don't think that would be to watch I, I think you're out of reality because I don't think you watched any of her reality shows when she was, you know, in reality shows. She is dumb as this mouse that I'm holding right now. OK, she, there is no helping that girl. And you're talking about her millions. What her her billions have turned to 400 million or whatever. I mean, come on, Chad, let's be realistic here. That woman, the, the only person with any talent out of either one of those is. But there, nobody's got talent. I'm sorry, but I, I think I think Kim Kardashian. I'd have more pleasure, kind of grinding her down. Understood. Okay, very good. Let's go to now. We'll visit the royal family. Would you rather have Meghan Markle as your corn teammate or Princess Kate Middleton? Oh, definitely Middleton. Oh, really? Without why? Without it. Okay, so Middleton married in and understood her process, right? She understands her hierarchy, where she stands. She's riding. She is riding the wave. You know, good for her. Markle, you know what kind of woman it takes to say, you know what? You got the world in the palm of your hands. You deserve more. Let's move out of here. Let's make decisions that no other person in the world would make. The one thing I will tell you is that woman's love has got to be something special. Miss Markle's love to make this man make some decisions like he's making. But I think, I think, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Middleton, Kate Middleton would be very handy around the house. She'd keep a tidy home too. That's what I think. I completely agree with you. And I like what you, I think Megan, you know, both of them would boss you around a lot. Like if you wanted to take a nap, like you say, Hey, this is day 18 of the quarantine. I'm a little tired. I'm going to sit down here and watch a little Netflix and take a nap. I think both of them might say, Get your lazy butt up and get down there in the in get outside in the yard and start weed eating. Don't you think both of them would kind of do that to you? No, no, I think I think Kate Middleton is. She'd be out in the is, yard weed eating since she lets you take a nap. You think that's how it would work? She is married to the future king, right? Future king. She is going to let that cat do whatever he wants. Meghan Markle, in short time, has turned a prince to a nobody. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that is so excellent, Hank. Well done. Speaking of that, would you rather hang out with Prince Harry during quarantine mate time or Prince William? Not a not a question, Harry. That he likes to get down. No brainer. We'll just move on from that. No brainer. All right. So now let's go into a comic book land. If you were quarantined for two months and had your druthers of whether it be Black Panther hanging out on the couch with you or Iron Man, what are we doing? And keep in mind, you can use all their fancy gizmos and gadgets and powers. You know, it's not even a question. Iron Man by far. That cat, he can make anything out of you know. Black Panther has got awesome powers, good dude, but he's too political. Yeah. Right? He's too political. He'd, he'd want to get out in the mix in the fray, and then he'd get corona, and I wouldn't be able to have him back in. <laughs> Iron Man is selfish. He'd at least create a bubble to be able to move around or do whatever. Not, No question. Love this. And Iron Man would probably, you know, he might fly you up to space real quick. You could just take a, a quick journey around the earth, you know, just check it all out, come back. Get on your couch, watch episode six of Tiger King. You know, that's just a normal day. Yeah. That would be a normal day for Iron uh, Man. I think I, I, nothing against Black Panther, but he, he, you know, Wakanda would come first and not my house. And that's not a place I want it to be. Great point. Great point. Next, we're halfway through, Hank. Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction or John Travolta from Pulp Fiction. Which guy do you want in your kitchen drinking beer? And eating uh, hot dogs with who we got? Samuel Samuel Jackson, without a doubt. I I mean I I don't even think that's a question. I think he is a genuine dude, like a genuine guy. And um, if something went down, he'd pick up a gun and he'd start fighting. I think John Travolta he he might he might run in a situation. Although he's played tough guys, I, I don't see him being that tough. And let's not forget too, John Travolta had a heroin problem in uh, Pulp Fiction. What if he doesn't have enough heroin to get him through the day and he starts go with having withdrawals and going crazy during this quarantine time? Do you want to help him? Do you want to get him through the shakes and the shivers? No, I don't want to get him through there, but I will tell you, if for some reason this time there's serpents that get in your home, I want a man that has had snakes on a plane and been able to get rid of those. Good point. Good point. Samuel L. Jackson, it is. Now let's switch it up a little bit. Let's go athlete-wise. So, you know, because you've been outside in the yard a little bit, and, you know, you probably got your yard looking real good. What if Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson just decided to come on over and quarantine quarantine time with you? Who would you want in the backyard uh, hitting some little chips and uh, working on your putty together? Without a doubt, it'd be Tiger Woods. Phil Mickelson is a douche. I, I like at all okay i do not like him at all i think he tries to be cool but i think he is a genuinely bad dude i think tiger has had his times but in that two months could you imagine i say you know it'd take a week or two for tiger to warm up to you a little bit but could you imagine when he did the stories that guy would have to tell you you'd have entertainment for two weeks and you know what you could maybe get workouts in, you know, a guy likes to, you know, you could do some push-ups. You could, he'd tell you what, you know, what's going on. But those stories would keep you entertained for a long time. Good answer. I am going to go opposite of this. I'm going, Phil, I know that you probably heard stories about his, his, he likes to gamble. I'm thinking I can hustle him in a couple gambles. Like, 
hey, Phil, let's bet $100,000 on who can race to the fence fast and get fast back and back and forth quicker. I can, I'll dust him. And see, he's a big gambler, so he's going to have to take my bet. Oh, you know, I'm, it's, I think I would come out of there as a millionaire winning all Phil's money if he quarantined with me. You understand? That's good. Good call. Let's go music. Drake or Kanye, who are you going with to hang out? Two months. I, I don't want to be in a room with Kanye more than four seconds. So I, I, Drake without a doubt. But I think Drake would be very self-conscious. So you would definitely be the alpha because I think he still remembers that he's the kid from Degrassi High and he hates that. And if you really pounded him on that, then he would be subservient and you could get him to do all the bad crap, like clean the house and stuff like that. I think it would be easy. Wouldn't it be great to say, all right, Drake, guess what we're watching today? And you watch, you start with season one of Degrassi High and you you make him watch every single episode. Before you know his groveling name? at your feet, what else can I do for you, sir? Yes, right? What, what what was his, his name? They actually didn't they give him like some terrible name in Degrassi. Wasn't it like Stacy or something like that? <laughs> I think it was Kobe. Was it Kobe? No, I don't. it might have been. That's I don't know. Here's one that you'll love based on some of your favorite sitcoms. Would you rather have Jerry Seinfeld hanging out with you or Seth MacFarlane doing your quarantine time? Quarantine time. Dude, dude, I think that that this could be the hardest decision I ever made. Um, I'd, I I would probably go with Seth MacFarlane just for the simple fact that he could change his voice and it'd feel like there are more people around the house. You know, you'd be like, All right, well, Peter Griffin's in the kitchen right now. Who we got over there? I, I, I think at some point, Jerry Seinfeld's, whoa, what are we doing with all this dog food? Would get really <laughs> So good. Toilet paper? What's toilet paper? Yeah, I mean, that would get old fast, you know, very fast. Yeah. All right, one yeah. more. You know, if we're thinking about, I'm just thinking what if chaos would ensue. What would you, who would you rather have at the house? Mike Tyson or James Brown? James Brown, meaning the guy who's passed away, but you know who's living, I mean, he could snap at any time. Mike Tyson or James Brown? Uh, I feel good. That James Brown, you know. If 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 crab hit the fan, without a doubt, Tyson. I think at least he's intimidating. But the thing that scares me about Tyson is you could wake up and he'd be standing over you at night, ready to punch you in the face. I think James Brown would just be high and unconscious the entire time, so he'd be worthless. I would bring Tyson in just in case. You needed some muscle. And the other thing about James Brown, specifically for me, I don't know if you can tell what my hair is doing these days. I haven't been able to get a haircut in three weeks. And so my hair get goes up. Yeah, just like yours. It goes kind of grows vertically like an afro. James Brown has got great hair product. So if he was at my place, I could borrow some of his gel and whatever he puts in it to kind of, you see what's going on here before. When I leave this place in about two months, you remember what little Michael Jackson, that size of his afro he had? I might look yeah, yeah. like little Michael Jackson by the time we get out of here. I can't wait to see it. I'm probably going to have a man bun. <laughs> Love it. All right, Hank. Now I'm saving the last two, the best for last. These are this is going to involve some 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 friends, you know, local friends. I know, I know. So the first one I'm going to ask you with or ask you about is if you had to be quarantined for two months, would you rather? Be with Will Rowland 
or Erica Rowland. I know. Without, I know it's hard. With, without a doubt. Okay, so let me let me go through strengths and weaknesses. This is going to be epic right here. Okay, Let, let's go. So Will would be a good addition because Will likes to have a beer every once in a while. He loves doing yard work, right? We wouldn't have to share clothes because he's tiny, right? Okay. And he doesn't eat very much. Okay. So real quick, he's really good at making fires. You know, I mean, he can start a fire like in a second. (laughs) Right. Right. So those are his pros. Cons, cons would be, I think he'd like, you know, he's a fan of a Siggy every once in a while. Might burn down the house. Okay. Okay. And have you ever heard the man tell a joke? They're awful. So, okay. So that's one. That's one. Okay. Erica. Okay. Although you would have plenty of polka dot and very entertaining, like wall colors and stuff like that to choose from, it would get very annoying, I'm sure. Right. So, I, I, although she can cook, though. So she is a good cook. And from what I understand, you've told me that she can sing. Oh, yes, she can. Yes, she can. But she can okay, so maybe yell yeah. very loud. She can yell very loud. You gotta weigh these. She can make you a good taste, and she can sing like Dolly Parton. But she can also yell very loud, Hank. <laughs> right, right. So I, you know, there's there's pros and cons to both of these. But I think Will Rowland's party ability would just pull me right towards him. Plus, you know, we would. He would want to stay up late. He'd want to watch the same stuff I would. I guarantee we'd watch more live PDs than anybody ever on the planet. And what do you think you would watch with Erica if you chose her? Oh, it would be – she cake would ball. want to watch – Cake ball. Terrible. Yeah, cake ball. <laughs> cake ball. That's right. Cake balls. All right, friend. Now, this is the moment we've been waiting for. You know – I know it's this one. The <laughs> last quarantine mate of – Hopefully our life. Hopefully we won't have to go through this exercise anymore after we get through this. But CJ Hines or Lawrence Thompson, who are we going to be quarantined with for two months? (laughs) Well, let me think about this for a minute because I certainly don't want to offend anybody. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's – Again, let's talk about pros and cons. CJ is very accommodating. You know, he would want to make sure that you, you, you know, you, you go ahead, you get the bigger bedroom. You know what? Those shoes fit you. You wear those. You know what? I'll go outside and get the risk of the coronavirus. You know, he would do all that, which is very nice. And it's a quality that you'd want to make sure you had in a, in a, a person. LT would be very reasonable, though. He would say, we're not going to take this risk. We're going to, you know, we're going to make sure that we ration our food. We're going to make sure, you know, he would be calculated. Okay. Bottom line, they're both idiots, <laughs> right? And so I, I got to tell you, I was very willing to choose one or the other in every scenario. But I think if I chose either one of them, it would be detrimental to the whole project. I would rather move out of the house, let them move in, and then just watch them kill each other, and then go back and just, you know, have it to myself. Hey, I like that. That is the perfect answer. I mean, well done, sir. Perfect 
answer. I'm very proud of <laughs> proud of you. You have made it through Hank's hierarchy of quarantine mates, if you will. Uh, great answers. And unfortunately, it's time to bring this podcast to a close. I've enjoyed our time together. And I do want to stress one thing. Use this time to do the things that you never get to do. The extra time with your family, the cleaning out your closets and throwing away your hoodies. You know, these precious time, do it. Make the most of it is basically what I'm saying. Love your neighbor, right. love your family, love everyone and uh, show it and show it by staying home, doing the things that our people are telling us to do so we can get rid of this virus sooner than later and we can all get back. Again, it won't, we're never going to live a normal life that we were used to again, I believe. Hey, things will change, but they might change for the better. I did hear this thing. Right. You know, I, I heard this thing yesterday. It's like in L.A. where they have a big problem with uh, pollution, you know, since they've made people quit driving. In only two weeks, visibility from, you know, just from less car pollution, they said you can see miles and miles of just from the less amount of cars being on the road. And that's just in two weeks. Can you imagine like, the things that are, are that are going to change from this? And hopefully they will be for the better. Hey, that was a very good speech. I'm, I'm glad I was part of it. Yes, that's what I'm here for, Hank. So anyway, buddy, <laughs> I'll look. I mean, I've heard many requests for us to do the bring the big fan to our, uh, our listeners more often, especially in this time that we're in right now. So maybe we'll talk to our right. producer and see if maybe we can come back on the scene next week and do this kind of thing remotely because I think it worked out pretty well today. Yeah, yeah. I did too. I think it worked out well. Maybe we can uh, we can have a family edition, family interview edition. Oh, love it. Great idea. Great idea. So to all our listeners, thank you for listening. Hank, so good to hear from you. Please, you stay safe and healthy. Make sure your family does the same. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing you very soon, whether it be just like we are here. Or, um, well, I guess this is the only way I can see you for the next <laughs> From a car window. From a car window. All right, buddy. You take care. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.